0: We are adjourned pursuant to the Saudi die resolution until June 15th at high noon. The Senate stands adjourned.
1: South Carolina lawmakers wrapped up the regular 2022 session last week in Columbia. So what did they do? And what didn't they do during that session? And even though that regular session is over, what do they still have to get done? I'm Emily Williams. This is Understand South Carolina from the Post and Courier. And this week, with help from Assistant Columbia Bureau Chief Shauna Adcox, we're breaking down this legislative session. We'll talk about bills that, after years of effort, still didn't make it this year, and others that were just barely approved with minutes left in the session. The bills we'll talk about deal with issues like medical marijuana, early voting, and what sports teams transgender student-athletes in South Carolina can play on. Here's Shana.
0: I'm Shauna Adcox. I'm the lead Statehouse reporter for The Post and Courier. I've been covering the Statehouse since 2005, so I've been doing this
1: for a while. How would you characterize this legislative session?
0: Well, it was a dichotomy of sorts because you have these bills that were very partisan in terms of transgender issues and abortion, and and then you have these bills like the early voting bill, tax cuts that you know, you would think might be very partisan, certainly were in other states. But in South Carolina, they got unanimous support in both chambers. It was stunning. You had both chambers that are more heavily Republican than ever before because of the 2020 election. You know, there was proof that they could still get along and be a family when they want to be.
1: Were there any big surprises this session?
0: I guess the biggest stunner was the way that medical marijuana died. Whether it was going to get through the House was always a question. But the fact that it was killed before it ever really got to the debate just stunned everyone. It, it, it died on a technicality as it was brought to the floor, and as the debate was starting, and they had a bunch of amendments. Uh, a point of order was made that because it created a tax, that the bill needed to start in the House and obviously it went through the Senate. It finally got through the Senate after seven years, and that was not an issue that was ever raised before. But now that it was in the House, after getting through the Senate, the ruling was made after much much suspension and hours of looking over it, that yes, indeed, that that was a bill that needed to start in the House, and out it went. And it angered people on both sides. It angered people in the Senate who didn't even vote for it because they saw it as, as A, A, they didn't like the precedent it set. They're afraid now that there are a lot of bills that they won't be able to do. And B, Tom Davis, poor Tom Davis, was pushing this thing forever. And for it to die on a technicality was probably a gut punch.
1: Senator Tom Davis, a Republican from Beaufort, has been trying for years to legalize medical marijuana in South Carolina. But because of that technicality that Shauna described, Seven years of work to do that went up in smoke earlier this month.
0: Based on the Supreme Court precedents and the South Carolina Constitution, this revenue-raising bill should have originated in this House of Representatives and not the Senate. Since S-150 originated in the Senate, the bill violates House Rule 5.3e and Article 3, Section 15 of the South Carolina Constitution.
1: We've talked on this podcast before about the efforts to pass a hate crimes bill in South Carolina. South Carolina is now one of just two states that doesn't have a hate crimes bill. So did that come up again during this legislative session? And what happened with that this time around?
0: The House passed it last year and it went through the Senate process in terms of the committees just before the end of the session and sat on the Senate floor. The hope was that the Senate would pass it this year. It's been sitting on the calendar for the Senate to debate it all session. They never debated it. It died, never getting a debate. As the session wound down, you saw Democrats pushing more and more to at least get a debate. Let us debate it, okay? You don't like it. Let us have an up or down vote. Let us hear each other out. They never did. Democrats had four speeches, very impassioned four speeches.
1: We cannot stay in this knowing that 48 other states have a hate crime law. We can't stay here. Get out of this category. Join the other states, unite in love and respect because hate crimes will happen. And now the world will say, my God, what is going on in South Carolina that they didn't get the memo. They didn't get the message after Walter Scott. They didn't get the message after Mother Emanuel. What's wrong in South Carolina? That was Representative Wendell Gilliard, a Democrat from Charleston, making a plea to his fellow lawmakers. Ultimately, the bill didn't get debated. The technical
0: part of it is that you had Republicans blocking the bill by having their name on it. In the Senate, a single senator can block debate. They put their name on it. And then when it comes around in the calendar, they skip over that bill to whatever is next without opposition. And as the session wound down, there are actually fewer senators blocking it than the session and what started the session. But I think it still ended with six senators blocking it. They never publicly gave their reason In the past, opponents have said, you can't get into somebody's mind. And in fact, on the last day of session, there was sort of this Hail Mary to at least make it survive into the special session by attaching it to another bill. The House was trying to attach it to a bill and send it back to the Senate so that it would stay alive for special session. And that motion failed. Wendell Gilliard has been sponsoring this for quite some time, a Democrat in Charleston. And he finally, you know, he got it through the House last year, but he'll just he'll have to start all over. And the question will be, can can you get it through the Senate? I I don't. The majority leader, Shane Massey, said after session ended, he expects it to come back around. But he said there's actually more opposition to that bill than just the six that were actually listed with it. So it, it he, as he called it, it would be a heavy lift. It'll take convincing. What it will take, I don't know.
1: We've talked through a couple of those more high profile bills that ultimately didn't make it anywhere this session, medical marijuana and the hate crimes bill. So let's pivot and talk about some of the things that were able to get bipartisan support and pass. Uh, starting with legislation that expands early voting what did that legislation say and why was that able to succeed this session
0: well that was one that almost sunk b- because basically gop bickering on how to a- appoint election commission members late wednesday night they they reached an agreement and the governor signed it into law friday now he's actually having a ceremonial bill signing this afternoon <laughs> Numerous studies show that many Americans are losing faith in elections, especially after the elections of 2020 and all those controversies as has been mentioned. As we in South Carolina enter another political season, our number one priority must be to protect the integrity of our elections. But it is law, and it means that starting with next month's primary, Voters will have two weeks of true in-person early voting, but they can, they don't need an excuse. You know, before we've had in-person, like de facto, essentially early voting, but you you either had to make up an excuse or truly have an excuse and say you were out of town, you're going to be out of town, or you were age so-and-so, you know, there's a list. But now you don't need a reason. You just go in person and vote and there you go. Our primary is June 14th. People can go to their county election office and start voting on May 31st.
1: What kind of pushed that to the front this session? What got lawmakers talking about it and and able to pass it this session?
0: Well, early voting has been something Democrats have been pushing for a long time. And Republicans always always squashed it. (laughs) But 2020 they they made it a temporary thing right because of covid they passed a temporary law allowing no excuse needed early voting cuz it was a necessity and that went so well and voters they're now kind of used to that and wanted it and so you had a you had a compromise of 2 weeks of early voting and obviously there's you know the national allegations of voter fraud and so there's this push to also you know, do some things that um, make sure there's no fraud. And so you had the Democrats and the Republicans coming together to make a bill, as they said, makes it easier to vote and harder to cheat.
1: Continuing to talk about bills that did pass this session, there was one that passed about police training. What did that legislation say? What would it do? The major thing it
0: does is uh, create minimum standards because right now you've have, you know, you've got a lot of police agencies in South Carolina that are T tiny, you know, like we're talking five or less officers, you know, it, it requires every agency in South Carolina to have minimum standards on no knock warrants on all those things that have arisen nationally in terms of issues. And it requires the law enforcement training council to, create these minimums at least that agencies have to abide by. And of course, they can expand it beyond that. And if agencies don't, then the law enforcement training center can go in and and help fix things. One issue in not only South Carolina, but I'm sure other places as well, you have officers who might jump from one law enforcement agency to another If they start getting in trouble rather than be fired or resign or whatever, they just hop on over to a different job. And then their new job, you know, their new employer doesn't know anything about the past. Well, it's supposed to track officers, essentially, so that that doesn't happen. Or at the very least, if it's just an issue of bad training, that it will be fixed.
1: Another bill that passed late in the session had to do with expanding access to birth control. So what did that legislation say? And who were some of the lawmakers who were proposing it and supporting it?
0: That was a bill that literally passed with six minutes to spare. But really, it, it originated last year in the abortion fight over the what they call the fetal heartbeat bill that did pass and become law, but has been blocked by the courts. We'll see what this new Supreme Court ruling does with it. But that says that if once a fetal heartbeat is detected by an ultrasound, that there can be no abortion. Well, Tom Davis tried in that bill to expand access to birth control, saying, look, guys, you know, if we really want to prevent abortion, we should help prevent unwanted pregnancies from ever happening, right? He failed in his effort to get that inserted into that bill. So he promised he would proposed it as standalone legislation, and he did. And so it went through the Senate, it got tied up in the House, and
1: it passed. That bill was just sent to the governor's desk, and it says that women over 18 can go to a pharmacist and get birth control without having to go to the doctor first.
0: Even in rural areas that either don't have a doctor or have very few options for a doctor, which it may be very busy in terms of trying to get an appointment. You can go to your pharmacy, even if you can't get a doctor. And that also lessens the cost because you don't need a doctor's visit.
1: The legislation that we just talked about, expanding access to birth control, setting standards for police training, and allowing for early voting for everyone, received bipartisan support. But there was also legislation passed this session that was much more controversial, including a bill that was just signed into law, which says that transgender youth can only compete on sports teams that align with the gender that's on their birth certificate. That means a transgender girl in South Carolina won't be able to play on a girls' or women's sports team.
0: The bill actually failed twice last year during the committee process in the House. Um, It was said, we don't need this. Uh, It's thought, you know, this is a lot of ado over nothing. And then you had a lot of media attention on that NCAA swimming championship, women's swimming championship in Atlanta in March, where a transgender swimmer won. And
1: that really shifted opinion. Senator Sandy Sen, a Republican of Charleston, was one of those state lawmakers whose mind was changed on the issue. I wrote in my newsletter that I felt like this bill was really much ado about nothing because it was not happening in South Carolina. But did you know that I now have changed my mind after the Penn Swimmer issue? I I could not abide by that.
0: All of a sudden, that bill just shot through the House process. And you even had six Democrats uh, ultimately vote with the Republicans on that bill in the House.
1: But opponents of the bill, like Senate Minority Leader Brad Hutto, continued to speak strongly against it, arguing that it would only do harm to the state's transgender kids and teens. All they're
0: asking is to be accepted. All they want is to be able to play sports like everybody else, to enjoy the full richness of the academic experience. And we're about to deny them that. I'm going to vote no.
1: Like we said before, the regular legislative session is over. It ended last week. But lawmakers still have a lot to do, and they'll be coming back for a special session. So first, when will they be coming back? And what do they have left to do? They come
0: back June 15th. The biggest thing they have to do is actually pass a state budget. Our fiscal year starts July 1st, so we must have a budget before July 1st. And this year, the House and Senate are farther apart than normal on terms of their budgets. The total number is even different this year. So you've got a $14 billion plan on the House side. And because the Senate has cut more in terms of tax cuts and rebates, the Senate's plan is $12.6 billion. The big difference is, for starters is the House gives a $600 million income tax cut. Theirs is a phase in plan over five years, it would become a billion. But for this year, it's 600 million. The Senate says, Oh, finance chairman Harvey Peeler said, basically, you're not going to outcut me. And so he responded with a plan that cuts a billion dollars from the outset, plus gives a billion dollars worth of one time rebates to taxpayers. Basically, taxpayers would get a check or a debit, however that's done of up to $700 per household. The House says that would money would be better spent on roads, rural schools. You know, there's just a host of differences in there. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how they work those differences out.
1: We talked on this podcast last week about how South Carolina lawmakers also plan to reconvene this summer to discuss abortion. Earlier this month, Politico published a leaked draft opinion that indicated the Supreme Court could be poised to overturn Roe v. Wade, which has been the law of the land on abortion for 50 years. Whether or not Roe is overturned, South Carolina lawmakers have said they'll reconvene after June to respond to whatever the Supreme Court's decision is. If Roe is overturned, lawmakers are likely to be debating a ban on abortions in South Carolina.
0: South Carolina does not have what they call a trigger law. Other states, other conservative states passed a trigger that said if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then it automatically becomes illegal here. We have declined to do that. And Richard Cash, a senator who's probably the most ardent abortion foe, tried to get that into the special session and they rejected that. Folks have promised on the right that you know, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, whatever they do, they will have public hearings, uh, which could mean that a special session drags out into the fall. But at any rate, what what the debate will be is if we, com- we want to completely outlaw abortion, what are the exceptions, if any? And McMaster has said that he supports no exceptions. I honestly don't think you could get that through the legislature. I think you've got enough Republicans who are against going that far, uh, as, as it has, indica- has been indicated in previous fights. Because, again, we've fought about abortion every year. We we had those same exact fights during the bill last year when the hard right wanted to say no exceptions on that heartbeat bill. And there were enough Republicans who said no, that, you know, rape, incest, life of the mother are standard exceptions. You know, there like i said there's an abortion fight every single year it's going to definitely be a big issue for
1: this fall all right that's all for today now we couldn't nearly give a comprehensive recap of all of the legislation that was passed or was debated this session so check the links in our show notes for more recent coverage from the state house if you have comments questions or ideas for this podcast Email us at understandSC at or find us on Twitter at understandSC. Understand South Carolina is a production of The Posting Courier. Let us know what you think of the show. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Keep up with the latest headlines at postingcourier.com. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a different news story from our state.